Will the odd man out be the old man out? Cody and I continue our pre-training camp previews focusing on the linebacker group. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your Locked On Texan football analyst, John, some sports guy, Hickman. Of course, I'm joined by none other than Sports Illustrated's own and Texan credential reporter, Cody Davis. We want to shout out to all of our everydayers from the Himalayas, and if you are new to the Locked On Texas podcast, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment to Locked On Texans on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Also follow on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Looking at for today, how the Texans can capitalize on the momentum they build up over the offseason, hmm. the new linebackers, the young guys. And I think this is an important group to look at going into training camp Based off last year, PFF has these four linebackers ranked. Christian Harris, 81 out of 81 in terms of linebackers. Christian Kirksey, 61 out of 81. Denzel Perryman, Perryman, excuse me, 20 out of 81. Corey Littleton, 25 out of 81. This year in training camp, we cannot overlook the old man battle. Houston has four linebackers on their roster. That of that are of age 27 or older in Perriman, Corey Littleton, Christian Kirksey, and Cody, your guy, Neville Hewitt. And as of right now, let's be real about the situation. Cody, yes or no? Are you blown away by this group? No. No, not at all. And I also think that as bad as Christian Kirksey played last year for a majority of the year, he still has a chance to make the roster. And I'll tell you why. The one camp battle that I'm looking at and I think is going to be important starting day one is Christian Kersey versus Corey Littleton. Two of the older mm-hmm. vets on the team. You're looking at Corey Littleton coming off a season where he didn't play uh, as much, only 372 defensive snaps played. And also looking at Christian Kersey might be the odd man now just heading into camp simply because new head coach, new defensive coordinator. But you know what I think is going to be the key to whoever will win this battle come day one? Let's take it back to Matt Burke, D.C. Matt Burke. said a quote a couple months back. The league has become a little bit of a space league. So you want guys that can play in space, operate in space, whether that's a linebacker that can run with someone over the route and cover. We want smart, tough, fast guys that can play physical and play in space for us, I think there's going to be a huge emphasis on being able to cover from the linebacker position. Stopping the run is important, but we'll get more into that when we look at the defensive front, how bad they've been getting killed the last couple of seasons. But when I look at the linebacker group, covering is going to be a point of emphasis for this team. And so who's going to be able to cover sideline to sideline for Houston is the question when you look at the battle between Christian Kirksey and Corey Littleton, I think that will be what separates the two. And I'm interested to see how Christian Kirksey responds to that question, right? Because there is rightful doubt. 
in the last two seasons as a Texan, Christian Kirksey has allowed two first downs, basically. 11 yards per catch in 2022, 12 yards per catch in 2021. A combined six TDs in that two-year time span. 23 missed tackles last season alone. This isn't even including the bad angles on those run plays that'll make you scratch your head and say, what are you doing? Get him out of the game. A passer rating of 97 in 2022, excuse me, last season, and 120 the year before. Now, during that two-year time span, Christian Kersey did show some good things. He did have 76 successful defensive stops in their two-year time span. But Corey Littleton hasn't been much better. And if we go back to the last two seasons where he played over 600 snaps, so looking at 2021 and 2020, he did have better yards per catch, only allowing 10.2 and 8.7. But he allowed more receptions in that two-year span with 105. A higher reception allowed rate gave up more yak yards in that two-year span. Did not have a lot of successful defensive stops. Only had 58 compared to Christian Kirksey's 76. However, he did give up less TDs in that two-year time span. Of those two players, the battle will be who's going to be able to cover better. Who's going to be able to make the right and smart reads? Who's going to be able to make the plays? Who's going to be able to, as DC uh, Matt Burke says, on a consistent basis, be able to run the route with whoever they're covering? Unlike many of the camp battles guys, these two are very similar in terms of their history, in terms of what they do good and what they don't do good, right? And I also want to add, for those of you who may be thinking to yourself, well, they play out of two different positions. Both Christian Kirksey and Corey Littleton have experience playing both the wheel and Mike Linebacker. I think Denzel Perriman is going to be a lock, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And when we look at the younger guys, we'll talk about that in the next segment. But in terms of vets, Kirksey and Littleton, you guys are right there, I think, mirroring, mirroring each other. And that is the battle that I'm interested to see. Honestly, guys, I wouldn't be surprised if Christian Kirksey beats out Corey Littleton. Hmm. I I agree with you there, John, but there's one old head you forgot to mention. Now, and I want to ask you and pick your brain about this. Neville Hewitt. This is a guy who he hasn't really get, gotten a fair opportunity. I know he's going into his third season with the Houston Texans. And, you know, over the last two years, I'm not sure if he just wasn't getting Lovey Smith's Tampa 2 defense because in 2021, he only played in, what, 30% of the snaps. And last year alone, he only played in 2% of the snaps. I like the fact how you put a lot of emphasis on in terms of this linebacking group, how important it's going to be for them in their cover defense. However, you know probably the most important part of the Houston Texans defense, especially when you look at the front seven, is going to be who can stop the run. Neville Hewitt, when you go back to his days with the New York Jets, I believe he ended up playing, I think, four or five seasons, he was actually a very solid run defender. He was actually one of their best in 2020 2020, uh, when he finished that season with a run defensive grade closer to 60. And I look at this from a standpoint, knowing that this is a team that given up an average of 150 yards over the last two years, one of my favorite stats on the ground, I do wonder if that is how 
Christian Kersey is going to be the odd man out, which once again, it's going to break my heart because he is another one of my guys. However, John, I just think that is going to be the real battle because I think the linebacker cover defense has improved when you look at the younger guys that we're going to get into in the next segment. You already know what Dizel Perriman is going to bring, who I think might be the best, in my opinion, maybe the best versatile linebacker who can both cause disruption in the backfield and cover. You already mentioned Corey Littleton. I think it's just going to come down to if you already have your cover defense set and you have these guys, who's going to help you stop the run more? Is it going to be Christian Kersey or Neville Hewitt? And if Neville Hewitt gets a real opportunity and not just a special teamer like he was last season or last two seasons with the Houston Texans, I think that is where the big camp battle is going to be. Who is going to be more valuable out of Kersey and Hewitt? I disagree, man. I think that if he was valuable to this team, he would have got more playing time in the last couple of seasons. Mm -hmm. I also think that uh, the last two seasons scheme may have kept him out. Yeah, that, that's and, why I made sure I mentioned Lovey Smith compared to when he was playing with the New York Jets. Right, right. And I, and I think that may play a factor. But I look at Nubby Hewitt as a guy that I look at Jake Hansen, Garrett Wallow, like those guys. Like, okay, how can you help us out on special teams, mm -hmm. right? And that's okay. You're getting paid to play in the NFL. Special teams, you know, is very important. Uh, but I don't see Neville Hewitt competing, and I could be wrong. This is what we're having a preview for. But I don't see Neville Hewitt competing with Christian Kirksey for valuable snaps, Corey Littleton for valuable snaps. Now, he may very well go out there and, and bust their ass, excuse me. But I don't see it. And I, I think that Neville Hewitt is a guy that is an odd man out already. Um, mm. And what he can provide on special teams, you got some of the younger guys that can do the same thing, which is what we'll get into uh, when we talk about the young bucks at linebacker for the Houston Texans. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks of each week all season long whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster so with draft prep underway for the upcoming season let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's ebay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week when making the first overall pick in fantasy drafts in 2023 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey is a guaranteed fit. A healthy McCaffrey is guaranteed to see well more than 300 touches again in his first full season in San Francisco and is the centerpiece of that 49ers offensive engine. McCaffrey checks all of the boxes, including his talent, usage, high floor, and ceiling. Run with CMC as the guaranteed fit at number one for a smooth ride for another year of big numbers Vinny Iyer from locked on fantasy football is going to help you win your fantasy championship and ebay motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit same with your vehicle with ebay guarantee fit in over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly Air filters, brakes, batteries, tail lights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure 
it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the very first time. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, you look, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Locked On Texans. Um, really quick, guys, I think we only have one more week of being in this quote-unquote offseason. The following week is when we're going to go back to five days a week where it coincides with the start of training camp. So for those of you guys who've been wondering why me and John have not been posting five days a week, sometimes four, sometimes three, we just try to enjoy our off season. But speaking of training camp, let's jump right into it and continue our preview of the linebackers. In the first segment, we talked about the old heads, John, now it's time for us to talk about the young guys. And in training camp, who are some of the young guys that you're going to have your eyes set on? Well, here's the thing about training camp this year and the young linebackers, right? Um, I think the expectations for Christian Harris and the rest of the young linebackers on this roster are completely different. If you guys remember what Coach Ryan said back on June 13th, let's go back to that quote. What excites me about Christian is – just his God-given ability. Not many linebackers that are fast or explosive as Christian Harris is. What he is capable of becoming in this league, he's capable of becoming a really, really great linebacker. He just has to continue to improve. I saw it today at practice. It was fun to watch. Seeing him take another step today. So just fun to watch. It's progress. It doesn't happen overnight. Then he ends off with, I'm excited to see where he is when we start training hmm. camp so like looking at the other young bucks it's totally different and i'll get to that but the training camp expectations for myself highlighted and and, it, and the agenda is pushed by the words coming directly from D'Amico ryan's is for him to take over and command the linebacker room mm-hmm. there's no questions asked no questions about it cleaning up how he approaches the game when he drops back in coverage uh, that's an area of his game he has been needing to work on and get better and improve since college. Never really been a stout cover guy, but he has his moments, and those moments needs to come more consistently. Um, and I think Perriman helps his transition as well. Maybe getting him established as this team's full-time will, that's also something that intrigues me, right? You know, will Christian Harris take over as Mike or will – um, I'm still going to go Mike on this one, but with the addition of Denzel Perriman, those that combination of those two linebackers, I am interested to see how Matt Burke and head coach D'Amico Ryan's, uh, you know, plays with them and and see how they put them out on the field. But for the rest of the young guys, like learn where you fit on this team. The Bama rookie Henry Tohu learning the playbook and taking advantage of the playing snaps he'll get for Cashman, Wallow, and Hanson. And, and, and Enhancement, not Hanson. Cashman is the 27-year-old linebacker, so he's on the cusp of the vet, young guys. Uh, but which one of you is going to set the tone 
during your opportunities and thrive on special teams, right? So, like, the young guys or the guys that we don't expect to get a lot of opportunities during season, the training camp period is very essential for them to pop up on the scene, right? Okay, I played here last year. Well, last year was a totally different team. Now, this is what I can do on special teams. Now, on third and long, you may trust me to get out there and drop back in coverage, right? Now, on, on second and short, you may want me out there in a situation depending on who else is out on the field with me. But for Christian Harris, it's all about separating yourself. That's it. I think there's no way around it. Uh, everybody has spoken highly of this young man, rightfully so. Like There was moments last year where he was the best linebacker on the field. There was moments last year where he clearly looked lost and needed that time to grow as a player. How can he put all of that together starting in training camp in a couple of weeks? Mm. I understand what you're saying, man. And uh, once again, I, I agree. Like the, the expectations for Christian Harris is 100% uh, it's a 180 from, I, I would like to say, almost everybody on this roster in terms of that linebacking core. But, John, when you look at these young guys, man, I kind of think it's going to come down to a battle between Garrett Wallow and Jack and Jake Hansen. And I say that because it goes back to what I was looking at in the first segment, more so who's going to be more valuable. And I honestly do think, from a statement you just made, just made, learn where you fit in on this team. I think the odd man out with that statement is Garrett Wallow because yes, he can give you something on special teams. Jake Hansen can give you something on special teams as well. However, I look at it from a standpoint that Hansen might be just a little bit more valuable than Wallow because we have a larger sample size on what he can do on the field when his number is called, whether that's injury, whether it's for scheme purposes or situational purposes or whatever the case might be. I think Hanson's sample side is going to give him the edge over Garrett Wallow. I know it's unfair. However, in terms of year three players, and I think every single player from that 2021 draft class is that it's a lot of pressure on them heading into training camp. And I think the one guy who probably have the most pressure and probably is going to get the short end of the, of the, stick, of the stick is going to be Garrett Wallow because over his first two years, it's been subpar play at best. He's, he has had several injury problems. And you also got to keep in mind that he isn't Coach D'Amico Ryan's guy. So I just don't know how Garrett Wallow is going to be able to come in and separate himself, whether it's on special teams or whether it's trying to find a place with this linebacking core because it's just a lot stack up against him unless he come into training camp and be Ray Lewis or Bobby Wagner or something. And we know that's definitely not going to happen. Before we close out today's show, how can the Houston Texans capitalize on their momentum? Guys, I'm going to keep it plain and simple, short, sweet, the Houston Texans on both sides of the ball last year ranked near the bottom. I'm talking 30th offense. I'm talking 31st run offense. I'm talking 30th pass offense. I'm talking 27th total defense. They were bad outside of special teams. <laughs> A lot of times we equate success to the immediate change in win totals. And that's fair because we've seen teams 
turn it around in a year. But in order for them to keep this momentum going, to capitalize on this momentum that they have going right now, 30 has to at least be mid to high 20, I mean low 20. 27, like you got to improve on your run. You added Sheldon Rankins, Hassan Ridgeway, brought back Malik Collins. You got to improve on running the ball, right? You added uh, Devin Singletary. You got a sophomore, Damian Pierce. You added Shaq Mason, right? You addressed the center position in the draft. You got to be able to move the ball down the field and get more explosive plays. You brought in Bobby Sloyd. You drafted C.J. Stroud. You got the likes of John Mechie and Tank Dale, who are two players that I'm excited to see, which we'll get into how they will be utilized to help expand this offense. You're expecting Nico Collins with better quarterback play to improve what he can do down the field. 30th cannot be 30th at the end of the year and pass offense. 31st cannot be 31st at the end of the year in rush offense. These things, I think, is if they improve on that, that's how you capitalize on your momentum. Because once you build off the things you've already been bad at, then you just continue to build. And once you continue to build, you continue to add to your game, add the element that this franchise needs, and then you'll be able to, from there, put some wins in the win column. And that's going to be my number one intangible in terms of how they're going to continue building this momentum. It's with wins because – the Texans cannot afford to go through another three or four win season, especially when you don't have your own first round draft pick for the 2024 campaign. I mean, 2024 draft. And look, the Cleveland Browns, I understand we still have that first round pick. I do not have the Cleveland Browns uh, winning the Super Bowl or anything like that, but I do believe they're going to be a threat to at least compete for the playoffs, which means you're looking at a first round pick that's going to fall in the mid to possibly late of late of the first round. So you got to continue to get more wins because John listeners and viewers to take it back to, let's say a year ago, the momentum, the expectation, the excitement wasn't as high as it is today. However, there were some people saying, you know what, if this can work out in the Houston Texans favor, maybe they can be better on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe they can be better on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe Lovey Smith, Pep Hamilton, and then Davis Mills, maybe if they if, if everything just falls right, they won't be the worst team in the league. However, here we are 12 months later. And nothing went right for the Houston Texans. They have to make sure they win more than four games next year because this is an organization who have won four games in 2020, four games in 21, and three games in 2022. That's a total of 11 in three years. That's pretty bad, man. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked on Texan podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked on Texan. And, of course, as always, Subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked on Texan podcast on YouTube as well. Uh, follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.